Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where if Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom, your main host, Bam, here. Guys, it has been a, uh, it's been a hell of a week or two, so just so you guys know, I have been out of sorts. I had a shuffle up at the shop. Uh, my manager got a, a better job, paying better, so I wish him the best, but I've had to pick up the slack and carry some extra hours until things get sorted out. And that kind of prevented me from going to Adepticon. Uh, my intentions were being at Adepticon, seeing you guys there, getting to do some of the events, getting to have a fun time. And uh, I will be missing out on that. So all you guys currently enjoying Adepticon, I uh, wish I was there. Hope you guys are having a good time. I uh, hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I know a lot of my friends are going, and I am missing out. Regardless, we had an RTT at the shop this weekend. Some other things going on. And good times here locally. So uh, that's where I'm at, guys. That's why the episode's late. Uh, I put in probably close to 60 hours last week uh, doing doing what I normally do on top of what you know I used to do with the manager there. So it's uh, it's been a ride. So next week, wish me some luck. My schedule should be getting back to normal. And the episode should be getting out at the regular bat time at the regular bat channel. So I do apologize for any inconvenience the episode being late might have caused. And uh, hopefully you guys get to listen to it on the ride home from Adepticon. So uh, we talked about the Free State GT, the the Holton GT, and uh, pretty much how we performed, how we went, uh, what was with it. And uh, we get into a little bit of Eldari talk. Uh, pretty good episode, pretty good time all around. And it was nice to have Matt Neely back on the podcast. So... Without further ado, without tons of rambling, I'm lying to you. Go buy tickets. We still have tickets for Flying Monkey Con. www.flyingmonkeycon.com. Uh, get your tickets and uh, hopefully see you at Flying Monkey Con this September. So the end of the Lord Marshall series. Now I'll shut up and now I'll start the episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys and gals and folks and whoever. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where if Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. Uh, back from vacation, back from the honeymoon, back from the break, your main host, Bam. And a special surprise tonight, I'll get to it here in a second. But tonight with us, uh, the man, the uh, the chill, the the Scott Sasser. What's happening, Scott? Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? And uh, off of another GT win, uh, that bastard Dan Sammons. <clears throat> What up? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is his compadre and salt, uh, Alex Kuhn. What's up, Alex? Hey, friends. And uh, the last one, say the best for last tonight, the OG, one of the founders, one of the flying monkeys, uh, Matt Eraser Nipples Neely. What's up, Matt? <laughs> How's it going, everybody? So Matt is out of 40K retirement, actually playing some 40K now. He's got a good job where he can play 40K, so... Um, have him back on the podcast and talking about 40k again, even though he's fucking playing that dirty ass towel. So <laughs> my bread and butter. Yeah. He's a he's he's doing a little bit of the stripper likes me, guys. I swear stuff. So <laughs> I see him my bank account, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> he loves me. Uh so uh we all free state GT. Um 
before we get into Free State GT is the main the main course kind of talk. Uh, I'd like to get back in the habit of doing a dojo time and hobby time. Uh, so really, no, uh, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to bust you guys' balls for hobby time tonight. Uh, but dojo time, I'm, I'm sure everybody's been getting a little bit of dojo before or after the the GT. And uh, we start a new league at the shop. Shit, we really need to talk about if we play the GT. I guess everybody's getting dojo time. But uh, Alex, you begin to practice. The majority of you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. getting some games in. So, yeah. What about you, Sasser? What are you doing? It's all going real well. And cousin fucker land. Just playing more TTS, couple homebrew games. The uh, Pyrovores, disgusting. The the first time I played against them was a couple nights ago, and that was, I was like, they have what? Just 90 points for all that? I was like, okay. Roll the dice. I'll just pick up my models. Nids, Nids is looking real strong. Yeah, so, so they're looking fun. Uh, popping in late. Uh, still watching that same episode of Dave Chappelle Naked. Uh, <laughs> sexy size and more. I just really game. like this part. Really, I, I, I finished it. I just like to go back to the spot. Sean Dilly. So, what's up? What's up? Also at Free State this weekend. I think out of all of us, uh, Alex wasn't there, Scott wasn't there, but they know enough about what's going on with beer for night. So the first thing, um, Free State GT, it's a second year GT. Uh, we had what, 60 some folks? 62. Yeah. 62. Uh, 10 motherfucking Tau players out of those 62. I know. That was the worst uh, thing I saw all weekend. <laughs> and uh, I dodged it till turn till turn five or game five. Two of my, two of my, three of my teammates were responsible for the the towel shenanigans so you know i think they intentionally paired us up round one because both mike and i got towel round one yeah uh round two a lot of monkeys uh outlanders got paired round two also because i think dan and cookie wound up playing each other round yeah two. i saw that yep. yeah there's a, there's a lot of teammates paired round two so um i guess terrain uh you know the the elephant in the room is terrain yeah. I, I got a, I kind of got a good, a bad, and an ugly takeaway from this. But uh, I'm gonna let Dan fire this one off first. See what Dan's got to say. I mean, the the initial picture train, they were they were kind of light, so we had to haul some train down there to help fix it. It wasn't as bad as the initial. I think they brought in some more train Saturday morning or something. So, but <clears throat> we definitely, I think we hauled. I don't know four or five toasts down there and added basically helped consolidate three or four tables spread out to kind of even it out and brought enough train to fill those tables back in so yeah but it's especially in like this this day and age with tau and stuff rolling around you gotta have good train on the table or it's just gonna be a, a shooting gallery yeah did they well did they welcome the help oh yeah yeah good good and uh, yeah, that's this kind of <laughs> Yeah, so Matt and I got there a little bit early because they, you know, they mentioned something about people helping set up, and um, Matt, Matt and I got there and we looked at some of them tables and we we're like, oh my, and and like all I was thinking in the back of my head while we we're looking at these tables is like ten Tau players, ten Tau players, you know, and and uh, you know, so the I guess the bad about it is I think if you're gonna run a GT at that level, and I, and I don't want to take away from Free State, I think Free State wound up putting on a good show so don't take this as like me saying it was a bad tournament or the problem to get fixed because it did to a certain extent so 
I do think, however, though, that if you if your GT grows pretty quickly from like 40 man to 60 man or to 70 or 80, uh, you should have some kind of plan figured out to invest in your terrain or, you know, some some planned out advance support from the community. Um, so with that being said, the terrain was a little light and basically people within the community reached out. And uh, Dan was the maybe not the hero that the free state needed, but the or wanted, but the the hero that the free state got. So uh, Dan loaded up the truck full of what, like nine or ten tubs? No, it was just like five tubs that were smashed pretty full cool, uh, though. Look like a lot more than that to me, but maybe I was, miss, I was probably counting some of the stream stuff too on the tubs. Mm-hmm. But well, Harry showed up morning of too with some hills. So yeah, and then Harry for line of sight. Carrie went and found some line of sight blocking hills and added to the train. So the tournament organizers, to their credit, listened to the community and uh, reached out to the community and, and managed to fix the problem. And it was pretty cool to see that, like, that's how we kind of roll in this region is like nobody's looking to make anybody fail. Everybody's looking to make everybody, you know, get their events off and good. And it wound up for the most part being being good on some tables. Some tables were still a little weird, but. In general, the tables had a good amount of terrain on them, so uh, there was there was places to hide, uh, places to to be out of line of sight for deployments. And uh, you know, I looked a couple times. I think Dan had like all of his army stuff behind one building on a game. <laughs> the hell I that? saw it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, so it was footprint. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt, Sean, you guys got anything to add to that? No, uh, I think. Uh, I- I think they did pretty good with that. Uh, once once they realized there was an issue, allowing us to all help out and stuff. And like you said, you know, the Midwest is real good about that. We don't want anybody to fail, and we're all within a couple hours. It's like, had they had they needed tables, we would have brought some up with us, you and I. They just, you know, they didn't ask how we would have. But you know, when it was necessary, Dan Dan stepped up. And, you know, it, it worked out. <laughs> did the thing. So yeah. yeah, no, I do appreciate that, Dan. That was good of you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same thoughts. I mean, the initial pictures were light and then got there, started setting up, and was like, okay, this is playing a little good. So and, and the, you know, the, the other thing too is that was this was the this was basically the first event in the Midwest that did player placed, right? Yeah. Well that's a Renegade doing too. So, yeah. I guess Renegade did, yeah. So I yeah, I mean those guys are up there, whatever. One, one of a handful of events, though, you know. Yeah, it's, it's still the player placed is still very new, and and trying to get the balance right on player placed is especially when you're not doing like uh, when you have more terrain sets involved than like FLG does. It, trying to get that balance right is is a little difficult on your first run through. Yeah. So, but it, it worked out. I didn't. I don't really. I you know I didn't really hear any bitching about people losing because of not enough train. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, Matt Matt walked over the tables early and was like, "Hell yeah, dude! I can't wait to play this <laughs> he, weekend." He did. He did say that. <laughs> yeah, and the and the game I lost train didn't matter anyways because Tal has like eight thousand out of line of sight shooting anyway. So, yeah. it's, it's what it is. Uh, notes on food. Uh, they had lunch provided for us to to pick up. Uh, one day it was like. What hot dogs and hot pizza. dogs, chips, yeah, yeah, and chips and such. And then another day it was pizza. One bad, it was a good deal. 
uh, allowed to stay at the venue, um, or you could pop into town and eat lunch if you wanted to. Uh, dinner dinner choices got kind of limited because there was some kind of other gimmick going on in town. And it's a pretty small town. It's like you could either eat at Boomers or the Mexican place or the Pizza <laughs> Place. You know, so. Boomers they're all good though. I mean, I like. Yeah, That's, Boomers is good if you get it and get yeah. your damn seat. So yeah, were you guys? Did then, you guys all go out together after after the first day or what? Uh, me, me and Cookie were staying in Topeka because stupid Super yeah. Eight canceled our reservation. I was on the phone with them Tuesday last night. I think last night or the night before for like half an hour trying to get him to get my still get a refund because they had refunded my money like they said they would so i'll never stay i'm never staying in holton again so i'll drive my ass down to pika that is scott scott thompson and i we just do an airbnb like right above asgard's gate which are pretty sweet little spots so nice yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I like Holton. It's a nice little town. Yeah, uh, but if there's it seems like there's more than one event going on, you're gonna have a hard time getting in a restaurant. And uh, we wound up eating Mexican what two nights in a row, Matt. Yeah, it was yeah. as much as I like that place. I don't know if Mexican two nights in a row is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's bad. So. Uh, but uh, our room wasn't bad. Um, we wound up with like a handicap accessible room. And uh, so the shower had like every bar that you can imagine. It was like <laughs> they had a little a, a, a Duncan sized peephole that was uh, about like at the five foot level. But yeah, it was good. It was I don't know. It was it was adequate. It just uh, I do I do wish we could have maybe done something a little bit different on food, but I enjoyed it. So yeah, we we'll talked about the event layout. Here's a question for everybody. Scott put these in the notes. So <laughs> this is a random question. It's just a good question. So does everyone think that uh, Matt Neely played really good, or was it that his book carried him through the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like dog shit, first off. <laughs> yeah. I, I have heard so many comments uh, from some of my locals about the stream game with you and Tim. Really? Like, just well. <laughs> just I, I only watched part of it but i just i remember i was working i think i was the other day i'm working and i kept like had it on in the background and i had to like stop and because all of a sudden i look up there and there's like a wave serpent like yoloed in front of a towel army i was like oh that's not good <laughs> <laughs> and, and apparent did you kill his first year with troop his first year yeah uh no his first year i left with one wound and i think it Survive most of the rest of the game. Uh, like, okay, I I'll, tried. I'll, I just what? kept. I, I apparently, apparently, Tim, uh, you know, didn't didn't uh, phantasm correctly. I don't know. There's people giving Tim a lot of shit. <laughs> that's, that's what. I, uh, I mean, it's the first time in the army, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because he didn't get much practice games with it, right? No, I think he only played one or two games prior. Yeah. So no, that's striking Scorpion Exarch. Fuck, dude. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. work. He'd be my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I was, I'm glad to see you back, Matt. And yeah, dude, I'm Scott happy. even put that in the notes. So yeah, for real, it was it was nice to see you back. For real. Oh yeah, man. Thank you. I'm glad. I had a good time. You, it was it was it was a good event. So and that's you one thing you. I think you know I, I can't say it enough about like going to GTs and traveling with the GTs. Um, Scott, you got a good compliment out of Tim Royers this weekend. I'll tell you the story here in a second. <laughs> but uh, I do think sometimes we get so caught up in like the wanting the win or wanting the record that 
we forget at the end of the day to like it's really just you know you're chilling with the homies man yeah like if you could start thinking like even if this weekend's bad i'm chilling with the homies it you know it can make the pain go away because like i you know matt and i have traveled to gt's together you know what eight or nine years now yeah you know and matt's been gone the last couple of years because of his job and like i missed the dude like you know it was like he was still in town still saw him here and there but like the whole act of like traveling on the weekend and going to the gt and hanging with the buddy you know it's like we fell back into like the old routines of just you know he knows how i sit around and just roast people as a hobby you know and <laughs> like cracking jokes and stuff back and forth and then we're like we even fell to some old jokes that like were inside jokes and it was just you know just like old times and like a couple times matt was like man i missed this you know and i'm like yeah dude like i, I told you the same thing man like i missed you being around so Life, life gets in the way, but but I'm back and I ain't going back. To <laughs> yeah. You know, now if we get Alex at the GT, that's gonna be where it's at. Like, that's, I'm gonna have you and Alex at GT at the same time. Well, we gotta get we gotta get Duncan to a, an RTT first too. <laughs> we gotta get him on the table. <laughs> We're working well, on it. He showed up to the Hero Complex GT. What? You know, he last showed year, up, but so. he didn't play. <laughs> he played. He was playing oh, well. Advec. Yeah, yeah, he played. He played at. He played at. Yeah. Okay, never mind. My mistake. That's, it's before they took Chicken Walker off cores. Playing this weekend's baby steps, you know. There nice. you go. Oh boy. Um, anything I want to see different next year for Holton? Uh, I think they'll be fine. I think uh think had that many folks, you know, have a plan for train or ask people to bring train. You know, like I said, Matt and I could have gladly thrown a few tubs, you know, right out of the fucking barn at Matt's house into the truck and just taking them yep. up there, you know. And uh, I think so, next year, uh, if Kerry can get off work to help out with setup and running it a little bit more, too, I'll be an extra set of hands and a good set of hands because Kerry knows what he's doing. So, yeah, he was kind of stuck at work the whole time. Talk about when so real life gets, uh, gets in your way, though, man. You know, yeah, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> we got some podcast scores here. Uh, so, also on that note, uh, War Games Live does a dope stream. So yeah, yeah, man, uh, yeah. Scott, yeah. thanks for uh, thanks for putting me on that, man. Like I talked to him, I'm looking forward to that dude coming tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, I think it'll be a good time. Well, and honestly, I don't yeah. think he minds it because it seems like it's kind of a bit of a cash cow for him. So yeah, he's, he's doing good. He gets lots of donos. So they dude, they locked him in that venue. That boy was in there with his trailer and his dogs at the gates locked. <laughs> <laughs> he stood up early in the morning. They unlocked the gate for us to come in, and he's still stuck. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Like, good thing you didn't have to go anywhere. But no, that dude, I think, is it Joe or Josh? Joe. Joe. But he's a really nice dude. Runs a good stream. Like, he just, I think he's just happy to be doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And so, what brings up round one? I was on stream versus uh, JT, John Teets. And uh, true that game. Yeah. If you know, uh, if you don't know Teets, that dude is a fucking hoot, man. He's probably one of the funnest guys playing 40K. Uh, He's playing Black Templar. He's got the tattoo, you know, just. Uh, he's just a good dude, and uh, I picked a stupid secondary, so I could have won that game if I wanted to pick a stupid secondary. And you know, he told me he told me that he basically told me he's got a four up deny and he'll make them. And I was like, yeah, he'll only make half. I'll get like six or nine points off of this. Wrong, wrong. And uh, so Teets and I played eighty two to eighty two on stream. Uh, Tim isn't here tonight. He said it's at Depticon, so. Uh, Tim beat uh, Trent Northington, 82-63. Sean Dilly. You beat the Crusher Stampede with the Eldar, man? Yeah. Look at you. 
How was your round one? Uh, round one was, well, like you said, Crusher Stampede, but he was, he was a little bit of a seal. So at the same time, it wasn't really much uh, for me. Like, he's playing swarm modes and stuff like that. I don't think he ever used the swarm mode ability <laughs> on anything once. Uh, so. He didn't eat nothing? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, oh. so I just, what? I pretty much just sat at half field and just, you know, hailed, hailed the doom and everything uh, off the table. So. That's a weird flex. Yeah. So it wasn't, <laughs> it really wasn't like anything impressive. It was just like, okay, cool. Well, I'll play my game and you can do your thing. Man. Well, I'm glad that, glad that's a 97 is pretty solid with that new Eldar book, man. Yeah. Scorpion slap. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan, you had, you managed to draw Pettit round one with the custodies. How'd that uh, matchup go? Uh, my butthole puckered for a bit. Yeah, um, he's an experienced custodies player. So yeah, he ran about half his army at me. Um, if he would have ran the whole army at me, it'd have been a lot more sketchy. But I, uh, I was, I was he and Han before the tournament whether to take restraint, quicken restrain on my warlock. And the first game, he had the that stupid bite captain flying up, you know, twenty inches straight forward. So I restrained it, which basically took it out of the game for a turn. So it could move only move seven inches. So. Nice. I was I was very happy I took that right away, <laughs> and I actually used that a number of times throughout the event. Well, good. Well, let's just uh, we'll roll right into round two. Hold uh, on, Matt, Matt. Matt, what about your uh, first round? Oh, you yeah, played right. uh, nights. Round one, I've had Tau. No, yeah, just Tau and Tau. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he Who's was. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was. He was a good guy. I, I don't think he had played much with the Tau book. He didn't like his his list wasn't something that I would have been like, oh, you know, that's, that's something I would have do. But uh, he just he was a good dude. It, it was Tau on Tau. He went first, uh, but I had enough terrain with with placing that I was able to hide well enough. And then he came to me and got in range, so it it didn't go well for him after that. <laughs> he also he also took the. Uh, Oh, what is it? The Tau special objective for the four midboard points, the where I have a turn to stop you. So he kept sending units to the midfield, and every time I would blow him off the board. So he got the one on his backfield, never got any more. Uh, that that it helps out when you can prevent them from getting fifteen points right off the bat. <laughs> so, well, the two you, got, you two guys got your two decent books at each other. Good job. <laughs> Hey, it's a decent book, man. Decent book. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> All right. Now now we go to round two. Uh Dan, you man, ran into Cookie. How'd that happen? I want to know about this game. Uh so me and Cookie actually played a test game like two days before this. He's yeah. the same list. So this one, we didn't play the scenario though. So this scenario kind of made it weird. Uh, because he took he had Magnus and two big blobs of Terminators. And he could have, he knew he had to reserve Ma uh, strategic reserve Magnus, so he did that. And then his second unit of Terminators, he kind of heat and hot about forever and decided to put him in reserve as well. That way they couldn't get shot because they're just too fat. You know, Terminators is kind of hard to hide against Eldar. Um, but it was, uh, so I, I think I went first on this game and I, I was getting pretty aggressive into him. Uh, but kind of what happened is that because he had so much of his stuff off the board and I had a fairly good board position, I just kept his primary really, really low. So he was never able to, by the time he kind of 
was getting back in the game and getting stuff killed. Uh, you know, he it was a little, just just too late to do anything about it, basically. So I had a really a really sweet play that he had one of his characters kind of sitting on the objective by itself uh, with no terminators on there. So I decided to move my obsec bike up there, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to smite his character, and then I put I put guide on him, just to be nothing else cast guide on him, put doom on his character. So I was gonna try to shoot his character to death, <laughs> and then so I was like, well, we'll go for the big smite because I'm I'm Uthway, I should be fine, you know, if I don't get the thing, uh, if I if I if I perils, I shouldn't die. So of course the he flies up there, take the six for the fate dice, roll a six, so I perils. Roll three wounds and then fail all my feeling of pains and he just died. So, <laughs> but it was it was a good game, but it was one of those. It was just a little a little bit weird um, with you know just the that mission being kind of weird for for T Sons, I think. Dilly, you had a weird round too, boy. Yeah, it was wanna, a little weird. You want to explain this? One <clears throat> to yeah, us? I also want to know about this game too. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I finished my first game pretty early, so I, me and Scott Thompson go to lunch, and I'm looking at his list, trying to figure out you know, game plan and everything like that, the normal thing. Feeling pretty comfortable, have my game plan in, and then I show up tables, start rolling. Um, I don't know his list, so I just assume everything's the same. And then he deploys a couple things. like He, he deployed his commander and his ethereal really, really far forward in the building and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, whatever, that's weird. Looks like turn one charges to me. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing this thing is I, I send my 20 inch move Autark up the forward uh, and then I also deep strike in some Howling Banshees uh, and I get a couple charges off on these two units and he's basically scrambling at this point trying to figure out what to do and all of a sudden he goes oh yeah I used this you know whatever the Vectro thruster engine thing on the commander the you can move like D6 inches or 2C to 6 inches when you get charged I don't know what it's called, but that like wasn't a retro thrusters or something. Like yeah, that. that wasn't in his list. I'm like, hold up. No, this isn't what he has. He has, you know, something else. He goes, oh, no, I emailed Carrie my list and it's different. I have a yellow card. I said, what? <laughs> this is not the BCP list. So that threw a lot of uh, game planning out the window. Um, and so I just kind of played with what I could do from then. Um he was a really slow player, too. So we only end up getting to round three, I guess, with Delang. He only got to round two. So I think if we put him on a clock, it would have been a little bit different. Um, but after all that, we, like I said, we get to round three, we start talking it out. And then um, I think he ends up winning by four points or so. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like everything's about this game was bullshit from the beginning because of that different list scenario. Um, but then I start digging into his list a little bit more. And all of a sudden, his bodyguards don't have shield generators anywhere or stim injectors anywhere. And there's multiple instances of me just shooting into that unit trying to kill him. And he's making a bunch of four, four ups uh, and they're just not dying. And so at the very end, I brought up to the DOs and they're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely not right. So uh, they end up giving him another yellow card. And I end up taking the win because of all that. But it was just really obnoxious having to deal with all that stuff and having to hunt through a list that wasn't even on a BCP list just to, you know, play the game and win the game. Yeah. I, I believe That's you used annoying. the words worst experience of my life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was not fun. Yes. Just like. What, uh, what, what, team, what, what team was this what team was from? Yeah. Oh. 
Anyone want to take a guess? Take a guess? No. Team Texas. Well, I guess oh, we're there. <laughs> Texas roll them now. But oh, I am surprised. Yeah. I guess uh, round three, they borrowed my chess block and gave it to that guy. Uh, and let's just say he uh, he got blown out of the water that next game. So, but that Why was definitely an hard. experience. Yeah, that was definitely an experience playing against you know Tao with a whole different list than what's uploaded and slow playing and all that stuff. So, yeah. So Tim beat Cody. Tim's not here to talk about it. So fuck him. Uh, I played poor Charles. Charles, uh, I don't know what happened. I had a tie round one, so for whatever reason, I got paired down, and Charles had a loss. So I, I really should have won because I just picked a shitty secondary. That's why I tied that game, and then wound up getting paired into Charles. And you know, he was trying to do the thing, man. He had the Nurgle thing going on with the the tally man, Epidemus, and you know. Bellacore and the Plague Burst Crawlers, and it's just not where it's at right now. So, I mean, Bellacore seems like he's tough for maybe for maybe Eldar to deal with. Is that? I mean, I think he could be tough for Eldar, but he's not tough for anybody else. I mean, yeah, he's not not the, tough for Havgard as they are. So. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on the Eldar. I think because I hail Eldar, I just need to roll sixes. Mm-hmm. But, but actually, I. I he he rolled Bellacore like right out in the middle of the board, and I was like, okay, and basically just threw some pure strands and a patriarch at him, and that was that was all she wrote. And, you know, fifty attacks from pure strains, and you know, a patriarch bat and clean up. The patriarch didn't even really have to swing a whole lot, so um, it was a good game. You know, it's I like playing Charles Charles when he's. You know, Charles, Charles is a fun opponent. I think Charles tries to make sure that his opponent's having a good time. And uh, he needs uh, he needs to figure out how to pull some W's out because he's been around the board enough now that he can, he can get there if he tried hard enough. And Matt, now, you played uh, you played uh, Dark Angels, right? Yeah, I played Kyle uh, Lampras, I think. He's one of the Warhammer Anonymous guys. But uh, he was a great dude. I've played him before. I love playing against him. We uh we ended up on table twenty nine randomly, uh, which was back there with the L's and of the of the tables, it was the worst terrain that I had played on at the event. It literally had two L's, two or four little ruins that were like postcard size as a base, and then hills, and that was it. Like <laughs> he 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 looked at me, he looked at the board, and he just said, "All right, I'm going to deploy aggressively. You deploy normally, and if you go first. He said, if you can kill eight Terminators, you got the game on turn one. I said, all right. <laughs> so I just lined up my gun lines how as I do, and I got first, <laughs> and I killed exactly eight Terminators. I looked at him, I said, do I win? <laughs> he goes, we'll play another round. So I killed 11 on turn two. He, his list was 30 Terminators. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not scoring anything past this. I've, only, I've killed a crisis suit and some crew, bro. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we just kind of talked it out from there, but it was he was a great guy, you know. He he knew he knew going in what it was what it was gonna be with with For sure. especially with the terrain and everything. Like those L's, oh god, I, I can't wait until I don't have to see those anymore. But <laughs> I mean I like them with 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 you know all my indirect fire, but I just hate instances where it's like that, like where obviously one person benefits and the other one just gets shit on for it. So 
Yeah, let's see. Dan, what was your game? We already talked about yours that round, did we? Yep. No? Yep. It's round three now. Yeah, round three. Man, too bad Tim is not here because we had the the Matt Neely versus Tim Royers game. Yeah, we had the we had the grudge match. <laughs> How you come out of retirement and, and win that, man? Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy. The last time that I played him was uh Iron Halo and I was running Drukari and he was running Admech and he shit on me left and right. So I felt it felt pretty good to get a W back on that column. But uh no, it was a good game. Uh you know, I that was the first I'd ever played the new Eldar book. I hadn't even opened that codex yet, and he's telling me all these things. I'm like, oh, that seems good, you know, and that that's cool. And uh I think I think his problem what cost him a little bit is one, he was too aggressive with that wave server, but first was I think he deployed too aggressively with his D cannons, hoping he was going to go first because I, I killed two of the three of them on turn one before he got the shooting and then the next one was dead next round. So um, me going first definitely helped. Uh, I think I think the best part about that game for me was when I finally got home and got to go back and watch it, just looking at all the comments in this the chat of, this guy doesn't have any drones. Where he's not he's not a tile player. Where are all these drones at? <laughs> you don't need them. You don't need them. <laughs> so, but it was a great game. Tim's a great opponent. I love I love playing against him. He's he's one of my favorites out there. So I left you sitting at three and zero the end of day one. Yeah, felt pretty good. It had been a, it'd been a while since I've been three and zero in an event like that on day one. Yeah. Then I played uh I played Matt Evans from the Denver Mountain Trolls and. I wish that I would have had a conversation with Dan about this list before I played the game because I lost, but I think I could have probably put my efforts somewhere else and perhaps, you know, maybe won the game if I would have put that killing power. Uh, I don't know what they call the drop pod looking things for the Tyranids. Spore assist. Spore assist. He put three of them because they they scout deploy. Yeah. He put three of them on the center objective. And he was telling me all the shit they do and all these things they put out and all this mortal wound stuff. And I'm thinking like, well, I'm just going to kill him turn one. Like that's, that's going to be the answer. I just kill him turn one. I have to worry about all that shit. And I was thinking too, it was holding like the center objective of the board. So like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get hold more unless I can get that stuff off the board and uh, come to find out those things are fortifications and they can't hold objectives, you know? So he misplayed them. You know, which he, I don't think he did it on purpose. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't a huge deal at the end of the day. But I spent a turn killing all those things at, you know, minus one damage, five open bull, <laughs> you know, 16 wounds each. And yeah. I was impressed that I could do it. You know, took all three off the board one turn. But I probably could have been better off, you know, killing, you know, a, a higher drool or, you know, hive tyrant or something like that. And just something that's really going to do damage. Yeah. yeah. And ignoring those things for a couple of turns. And I could have put a 45 point acolyte unit on that objective with obsec. And it would have been mine just ignoring those stupid things. And so, you know, so you, you learn and uh, they, they I got a lot of guns too. So you yeah, they can. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's shoot you off. But, you know, I don't know. I think knowing that they can't hold objectives, I probably would have played that game differently. But we had a fun game. We had a good, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. And he really likes the Tyranids and had everything painted for High Feet Fleet Behemoth. And, uh, you know, we, we had a good game joking back and forth. And, you know, if you're going to lose, at least have fun. And yeah. I, I had fun losing that game. So um, that was mine. 
And then uh, Dan played one of my teammates, Logan Newsom. How'd that go? Uh, so that was it. Was the one where you move objectives? Um, he made a mistake on his priority objective, basically, where I could pull it out of the train. So he had to be completely in the open, uh, and mine was not like that. So mine still had a corner in the train. So I was able to hold my objective uh, out of line of sight where he could not. And then uh, he also deployed his broadsides like extremely conservatively, like way in the back corner. So they never, I, I basically, because of, because of, because of those two things, um, I never, he never shot a railgun shot at me the whole game. And mm. I just slowly just, I was getting eight points a turn. He was getting four points a turn. So, and I just kind of, chilled out, killed a few things that came close and you were killed the one or two things you put on the, his priority objective return until he ran out of stuff, basically. So. Do you remember who moved the first objective? Uh, I don't remember. But whoever did it, the objectives were moved in the correct order, so it wasn't... The, no, I'm not saying the correct order. I just didn't know if you move, if you got to move one or... or two first you know what i'm saying like i it's always nice being able to no. move two no um, I, i'm just saying that we you, like he didn't go first and protect his home objective so okay, that, yeah. it was i don't remember i don't remember who moved objectives first but we both moved the ones that you, if if you don't, both players know what they're doing you, we both move the ones that both of us should be moving so yeah but no it was it was good but i i kind of told him after the game but i said you know you've especially against like Eldar that are fast, you have to threaten angles and, and do stuff like you, you know, taking to the last on, you know, six broadsides and then, and then putting them in the back corner of the board is not a great idea against Eldar. Like you need to be, you know, moving more aggressively with them to force me to come out and play or, or to, you know, just start blowing me off the board if I don't. Yeah. It's fair enough, man. Dilly, you played uh, Cam and his Harleys? Sure did. Um, it's a good game. Um, first turn or two turns, I thought I was in a pretty good spot. He wasn't really uh, rolling his four-ups into four-ups. So <clears throat> after, I think, the first turn, he was down four or five votes plus some you know, troops and everything like that. I think I even killed his like, Shadow Seer, the buffing Shadow Seer, but had the uh, you know, minus six in range, everything like that, too. Uh, but then after that, it kind of just went downhill because I couldn't get through a four pinhole after that. And that's kind of how the game went. It was just, all right, four pinholes nonstop. I just couldn't get through them with this five luck dice. It's just like, <laughs> all right, four, 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 this will miss. And then, okay, I'll take this one. Basically, he had like three boats down to one boot at the very end of the game. Uh, and there was just plenty of troops alive because I just couldn't get through that four up. That's just how the game went, but it was a pretty close game still. I think I think it was like a four. It's between a ten and four point range. I don't remember off my head, but it was a fun game. And I was like, "Man, Quins are strong. They're going to be a strong army after this." So, yeah, I now have some uh, Quins. So <laughs> nice. Is that everybody for round three? I think yes. Nay. So we went uh, went eight Mexican had bad service came back Sunday morning. <laughs> so well, so yeah. at the Mexican restaurant, there's only that the owner. I think just the owner was the only server they had. So yeah, 
he was he was running around being bartender, doing that, running food, cleaning tables. Like I fell for him, but I definitely know what you're talking about with the bad service. Unfortunately, it's, it's okay. Bam's curse. It's not the bad service. It's just that's what happens when you eat with Bam. Beware the curse. It's a, it is a thing. Uh, so Dilly, will start with you, man. What are you doing being on my teammate Delane, man? He's a good dude. <laughs> I know he is a great dude. He's fun to play. <laughs> but he's also playing town. I can't let Tao win. That's um, true. It was a good game. Um, I think ultimately what it came down to was well, besides I just two things. I think I know Matt said you don't need drones. I think in that matchup you did need drones because when I have Brightlands hitting crises and they get picked up instantly, I mean that's a major major benefit for me. So that's what I went first and I got. I played pretty aggressively. Uh, I picked up a handful of crisis suits, and then I had some striking scorpions make a uh, charge on some broadsides and some pathfinders. I picked up all the pathfinders. I think left like it killed his drones on his broadsides plus a broadside and put one down to two wounds or something like that. And then the scorpions were around for like three or four turns, to be honest, and they were just mopping up the backfield. They killed. Shadow Sun, Broadsides, uh, Ethereal. I think they killed, like I said, Pathfinders. I think they even took a couple wounds off of uh, some Crisis Suits, but then they're also sitting on his backfield objective, just sitting there being a pain. But those definitely MVP, and I was like, you know, I don't care about Howling Banshees anymore. It's all, I'm all in on the uh, Strike Scorpions. So <laughs> I'm like, maybe a five man Howling Banshee squad just to send in and say, okay, no Overwatch to everybody within 12 inches. But I mean, well, just to get that chick that's got 10 attacks at two damage apiece. That, I mean, that... Nah, I'm not impressed. I'm just like, it's never mm-hmm. done well for me. Like, I've brought it, you know what? I'm now a dozen plus games in with this codex. And, They've always underperformed for me, and I'm just like, you know, I think distracting scorpions will be better for me. So, for sure, it's just a really cheap tool, though. I think sure, and that's why I think. I mean, sure, even if I spend the was it the five sixty five over how many points they are? They're sixty five, I believe. Ninety. Is it ninety? Like one hundred and five points for a squad of five mirror swords and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I still think it's worth it, but at the same time, it's like I'd still rather have more striking scorpions at this point. So we have a Dan versus Jason Burrow. Jason Burrow was three and zero with some weird ass nervous list. Man, what's up with that? Uh, it was he. First thing he said is like, "I shouldn't be here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was uh the power okay. level difference in the armies was drastic. And my army coincidentally has a lot of blast and he had a lot of uh twenty model units. So yeah. it was uh it was it was a slaughter. <laughs> there's there's nothing demons can do and they need a new buck real bad. Yeah. Well, his first opponent was the uh, triple storm surge. I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess he won that somehow." But I don't know if Kyle has played a game of ninth edition until like that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it was really, really, really rusty Kyle player. But yeah, I played a guy named Cody Nation uh, playing Custodes, and uh, he got pretty salty with me. I mean, he wasn't a bad dude, but. uh 
he misplayed a rule, and I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that I hope he 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 just misplayed it, and he just go from there. But I won the game ninety to seventy, so it was turn one. I killed one unit of bikes, and then wow. another turn I killed another unit of bikes, and then when you got to slow walk everything across the board, it takes a little bit of time. So that's kind of kind of how that game went down. Matt, what'd you have round four? This is where you took an L, wasn't it? I played a, yeah, I took an L. I played a Zach and his Drukari and uh, Harlequin's list. Uh, before the game, we were talking rules and talking over armies and stuff. And the little, I, I forget what it's called, but the rule that makes you act as if you're six inches further away, we went and talked to the judges about because I was under the impression that it was just for shooting and only shooting purposes. He said, no, it just says range. So we went to the judges and they ruled that because the word range is there and not, it doesn't say range of your gun or range of your weapon or anything like that, just range in general. It shut down my farsight abilities down to six inches. It shut down my Monka another six inches. Everything was six inches less. <laughs> so basically I had no buffs going into it. I felt like I was playing fourth edition again. It was terrible. Uh, but uh, he... <laughs> He was a good guy. I mean, he played his army really well, and I still scored. I still scored seventy-two points in the loss, so I did what I could. But you know, when I'm when I'm trying to hit everything on transhuman something at minus one, and I can't get any buffs back up, so I'm hitting on fives at best with no rerolls. That's not shooting. Like that's <laughs> to me, that's not a shooting army. That's that's playing orcs and hoping for the best. Like it's just. D it's not good enough. <laughs> it, it stops the far side ability if you're within 12 inches to get a free marker light or whatever, or yeah. it makes you go well, to six inches. That's how they ruled it. Because you, they ruled it that you count as like it's measuring a range from that unit, so it counts as you have to be six inches Ooh. closer. Yeah. So it, it shut that's down close. my marker lights. It shut. It was. It was. It hurt. It hurt real bad. Yeah. I'm not saying they made the wrong ruling either because like the wording on that is, is kind of suspect. Like I can see it being that way. So I didn't make a big stink of it. I just, you know, it, it hurt, but you know, it was a decent, decent thing. Decent book, you know, Brian. But <laughs> those don't know they listen at home. We had a big stink in the, in the dust up in the local chat where uh, people were like talking shit on town. All the towel players were trying to white knight the book. And uh, Matt jumped in there and like tried to whiten out the book and just said, well, just because we got a decent book, I'm like, decent? What the fuck are you talking about? Decent. <laughs> Matt knew better, man. <laughs> so, every time, so ever since then, I've just been trolling Matt. Have you ever been telling Matt say that like Tao's a decent book? That's exactly what I'm fucking referring to was uh, all the white knighting of that fucking codex, that broken ass, busted fucking codex. So. Hey, man, I was just happy to have one. My main chick finally got a real book. Uh, you know, I, I can't bitch, but, you know, I'll, I'll admit it. It is a broken book. It is it is a very good book, but I'm just afraid to see uh, the next FAQ or the data slates to come out and then shit on it and make it make it unplayable again. I don't want that to happen. So. Yeah, I don't want it to be unplayable either, but I want it to be fair. You know, it's yeah. And uh, I guess that's a good a good segue to round five because I got my fucking teeth kicked in by that codex, man. <laughs> so, so round five, it was the I can't remember what the mission is, but it's the diagonal deployments and uh you know the the objectives out in no man's land and they get one in your homeland. And basically I got to go turn one. 
I killed all the fruit and then um, got a got a unit of pure strand G sealers into the broadsides and do jack sit. And then uh, turn two, he turned around and shot the uh, pure strains that were and just killed them off. And basically just took all of his crisis suits and moved them up to the line and then proceeded to just indirect fire everything I had on the board, off the board. Yeah. Like just didn't need line of sight, didn't need anything. It was just saying like this unit's going to shoot this unit. I'm going to roll dice, too much AP, pick your bottles up, go home. And, yeah. you know, he basically killed everything I had on the board, but the hive guard and the, and the neuro, neuro, zone through, whatever the fuck it was. And uh, at the end of the turn, I was looking, I had a unit of aberrants and a unit of pure strands and deep strike. And I was like, I'm not putting myself through this dude. You got the game. And so we called the game and uh, gave him the points. And he's like, well, I hope I didn't give you the feel bads. And I'm like, no, nah, we're cool, man. It's, uh, it's that stupid book. And, you know, and of course, he was also playing with the bodyguarded long strike. That was super cool. Yeah. He's like, because I did touch it pretty bad. I hope uh, I'll yeah. go buy a beer. Yeah, man. And uh, it was it was cool, though. He's a cop. So we got to talk some cop t- chops, shop stuff. So and uh, I just uh, I told him I thought he was probably a dirty cop because he played Tao. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was my game five. And I had a weird weekend, man. I was two, two and one. Um, you know, I really should have had three wins if I had picked better secondaries. And uh I don't know. They need to – that towel book does need some adjustments, man. I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir and banging my head on the wall and nobody can do anything about it. But, you know, I really got the feel bads. And, you know, I'm not the – I'm not king of the mountain like Dan is, but I'm also not bottom of the barrel like some other guys. And, you know, to sit and just pick up three-quarters of your army without shit even needing line of sight to it, you know, just kind of like, you know, what skills there in that? There, there's no skill in that at all. It just means that, you know, you, you got all the cool shit for two cheap of points that you can just say, like, hey, pick up that unit because I rolled these 20 dice. You know? Yeah, it's demoralizing. And uh, it's like uh, we're not even really playing the game at that point. We're just uh, we're just rolling dice and pretending like something's going on on the board. So that was that was my game five. And, uh, and then I went outside and had a cigar. And uh, the world was good again. And <laughs> I was harassing people walking in and out and uh actually checked out Dan's stream game because him and Ryan were having a pretty good pretty good fight back and forth on the on the stream and then I went out and smoked my cigar so um Dilly you played Moreland I did yeah um it was a fun game it was a good game uh he's a like good also, dude. yeah he is. joke he's about Team Texas but he's a good dude yeah he's he's a good guy um like, first turn, I had a really strong first turn. I blew off, like, I played maybe a little too aggressively, but I felt like ultimately it paid off when I killed, you know, eight of his uh, bikes plus the bike captain. Um, and then after that, it was just, like, all his... Uh, he was playing the Custodes faction where he didn't take any penalties and stuff like that. So he was advancing his uh, Sagittarius turn around, double shooting around, just, like, picking up handfuls of models so I just didn't get saves or wasn't making saves, but uh, I think he it was 64-68 for final score in his favor, but it, like, there's multiple instances where it's like, if okay, well, here's, like, four four saves, you fail one of them, I win the game, and then, like, okay, well, here's, like, 
two 50 50 rolls for me in a row. If I make either one of them my win kind of thing, it's like I, every Rough. single one of them went his way. I'm like, well, if I can't do anything about that, I mean, uh, I felt like the odds were in my in my favor for winning the game, which wasn't meant to be. So it was still a fun game. Like he had a Sagittarium guard down to one wound, somehow might have played his own. And then it's like, all right, cool. Here's two mortal wounds that'll kill him. It's like, all right. Boom! Double sixes for field of pain. I'm like, really? Like, just every every instance is like any one of these things happen. It's my win. It's just none of them happen. So like, okay, whatever. That's the game. But dice sometimes, right? Right, dude. Dan, you want to talk about your? Or I still do Matt and then Dan to close it out. Yeah. So round five, I had a uh, Tom. Uh, is one of the Denver Mountain Troll guys. Uh, he's a night player and. We lined up with that weird six objectives and four of them across the middle thing. And our train was, it was okay. Uh, we, something that it was important that came up later is he stacked containers. Like they had some 3d printed containers that were just four sides. They didn't have, let's see, you could see through them and he put it up so you could see through it on the side on top, on the top level of one. Right. It'll, it'll be important later. So we're, we're playing the game, and I'm playing kind of conservative. I rush my crew out, and I start scoring all the primary stuff right away and jump out to a huge lead with that. And he comes over, and he's just being being salty because he's playing Tau, and he's being salty about this. And he's just – you can tell he's upset. And, like, I, so I was trying to be the best – like, trying to not do anything terrible. I was like, all right, I'll give him some points. I'll do was some this their old guy? Like, they had, like, older guy. So, I don't know who said we're not. Oh, lagging out. Yeah, yep. you went real on us. It's not me for once. No, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> Must be Wichita Internet, though. Matt goes, here's the thing that's no, important later. I really Actually, he's out, I guess. First. He's like 40 minutes away, so fuck off. Yeah, yeah. there you There's go. Sticks. Is it working again? Are we yeah. good? All right. So... He goes over and he's got two armagers and he starts shooting through at uh, my crisis suits through that container. I was like, all right, I'll let it fly. Like, you can see through the container, no big deal. So on my turn, I'm like, I declare my commander is going to shoot back through there. He goes, what? You can't do that. And then he turns the box so that it's blocking line of sight. Now I said, why did, what? No, you just shot through there. And he goes, I shot around it. I said, like, all right, if we're going to be like that, whatever. I'm just going to shoot you with indirect fire and you shut up. <laughs> like, so I was like, I'm just going to stuff everything in this building and shoot nothing but indirect fire the rest of the game if that's how we're going to play. So that's what I did. And I ended up getting the win. And he was kind of like, I, I don't, maybe it was a long day. I don't know. I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, he wasn't a bad guy. I just think he was upset about something. And it may have been me. It may have been Tao. I don't know. I can be an asshole sometimes and not mean to be. I, it wasn't intentional if, 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 if that's how he thinks it. I wasn't trying to be a dick to him. <laughs> but it was kind of a rough game to end everything on. So I, I closed up and packed up my shit as soon as the game was over. Went outside, got some fresh air, yeah. and then uh, came back and watched Dan and, and Ryan finish up. But so oh, you, I, you said it was their old guy or not their old guy? Yeah, he, it, well, I, old, he was 40s, 50s. I don't know. Okay, how, yeah, probably him. So. It was the guy I'm thinking about. It's like multiple instances. He just like kept making comments like, uh, like 
while we were playing, like me and Robert were playing, and then he even talked like during Cam and I's game. So like that, we sit up terrain. He goes, "That's not legal." We both look at each other and then look at him. We're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like we both did it. Like this doesn't say how the terrain is supposed to be set up, but yeah. Um, he was just talking during our game, like about the game while we were playing it, and then afterwards, I had to tell like the TO and uh, call, and I was like, "Yo, listen, like." I get he's trying to help, but at the same time, you're not supposed to comment on the game while they're playing. Like at least while like while we can hear it and everything like that. And it was just because Robert and I both looked at each other and we're just kind of like, dude, you need to fuck off. We're playing right now. But yeah. now that was that was definitely the mentality that he had during during our game too. He was very anal about line of sight mm-hmm. and angles for my side, but for his, it was free game. And I was like, look, man, like I'm not gonna play that way. Like. You know, if it got to one point where like he was moving one of his knights and tried to go through a building where I had it at exactly four inches apart, but he couldn't fit his base through. It's like, well, it has to make me like I have to be allowed to fit there. I was like, well, I mean, I followed the rules. I don't know what you want, man. Go ahead. I'll let you do it. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not going to change the game. Just go. <laughs> and it like it felt like I felt like that game was dragging on and on. And I thought we were at time and we ended with like an hour left. And I was mm-hmm. like, thank God, dude, I need to get away from this. <laughs> well dan tell us about the your, your your glorious victory uh so pre uh pre-event one of the changes i made is i did have a a ranger squad in there but i decided i hate rangers so rangers are 65 points and then naked harlequin troops are 65 points so oh. i put a, another naked harlequin troop just as like a throwaway you know mm. objective contester etc etc so uh against ryan though Ryan, we both we both set our train up pretty well. We had the objectives covered. Um, I took we both took to the last, and then engage, and then he took uh, R and D, and then I took Pierce the Veil. So I've got that extra psyker Ooh. that makes Pierce the Veil uh, viable, kind of. Yeah. So I had a little bit of a advantage on him in that sense, and then you're I, running one farseer or two farseers. Eldrad, and then a warlock on bike, and then the shadow seer. Shadow seer, okay. So the shadow seer that game they just ran up there and did it the, for the first four turns. Um, but anyway, so what what uh, this game happened is Ryan went first, st- started shooting his indirect at my void weaver unit, which were to the last target. Um, so his first two turns, the night spinners just shot those, and I burned you know the CP rerolls that I could to try to keep him alive. Ended up uh, with at the end of his first two turns, I ended up with one shadow leave, shadow or excuse me void weaver alive um with two wounds left mm-hmm. and harlequins have that strat to yank it off the board so i just pulled him off the board till the end of the game so he wasn't able to get that kill and then on uh on his turn one he also moved his wave serpent up to go get his other two objectives uh and i was looking at it and i had my my naked harlequin troop unit right there uh on just you know in my deployment zone inside of a building and i was like well if i make a if I make at least a five inch advance, um, I'll get on the, to the objective over there and at least put him down to a four. Um, and so it kind of hurt his primary. Well, I, I got the six inch advance and then I was like, Oh yeah, the Harlequins, they can just charge. So they <laughs> then just charged his wave serpent and spread out over both objectives. So I just put him down to a zero primary, which was oh, that's a, big, rough. a big kick in the nuts. And then the following turn, I had kind of a similar thing. In, in my Wave Serpent in my building, I had a Dire Avenger squad with OPSEC. So they got out, moved, and I had an advanced... I, I could have used the strat to battle focus onto it, 
but I had the advanced dice, uh, just make auto six advance. So I just advanced onto his objective again and put him down to a four primary. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of kind of a combination of, of those, those two aspects. And the game was kind of weird though, because he was rolling uh, for his fate dice. He was rolling a lot of sixes. So he was getting a lot of saves. So it was, you know, both of us had uh, two Wraith Lords and I don't think any Wraith Lords died that game because mine were hiding because I never could get sixes for saves to come out. And then he, uh, uh, he had the sixes. So his Wraith Lords could just not have to worry about my bright, bright lands shots and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was a, it was, it was a good game, but just the, I had a little bit more uh, obsec denying ability or more mm -hmm. obsec troops to use to more aggressively, which definitely made a big difference in that game. And then me going second was, was yeah. a big help too. So I thought that Ryan, after his first, first shot of the, what is it? The uh, shadow weavers or whatever into your nice spinners. Into, yeah. In, in, yeah. The nice spinners in your shadow weavers. I mean, he killed one right off the bat and like put two ones on another one. I was like, Oh man, this, that could be rough if you don't get to use them at all. Well, and, and they they didn't shoot a shot the entire game. So, yeah. and that was one of those things I just like knew. I was like, well, I'm, I'm probably, I, I kind of accepted they were going to die. So, and they just happened to, to have one barely live and it just, <laughs> it just pieced out. So, but it, it was a good game. And the funny, it's funny because me and Ryan talked a lot of list dojo. So that's why we both were running two Wraith Lords and some of the, yeah. some of those similar things. People don't seem to like Wraith Lords, and I don't get it. It's, it's real weird. Yeah, like Wraith Lords, you need something in the list that like uses fate dice, and honestly, Wraith Lords use them real well. They do. So it and they, but... I didn't play Tyranids. The only like the only kind of meta army I didn't play, uh, but I with all the Tyranids that were running around there, if I did not have uh, the Wraith Lords with the glaives, I'd have been real scared. Yeah. So. Is anything on your list change or? Uh, I mean, just a, a few minor tweaks. Uh, like the one thing I didn't have in my list, which I usually like, is having some kind of deep strike threat. So something like a, like warp spiders or something like that, swooping hawks maybe. I didn't have that in the list, and especially against Ryan, uh, like that was a tool that he didn't have to worry about. Which I think if I had something like that to force him to worry about it, um, then that would be. That'd be useful. And like, honestly, like Harlequins definitely are too strong, but like Void Weavers are not as crazy as people think they are. Like they don't have rerolls. Like they're, 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 don't be wrong. They're a good unit. They're like 10 or 20 points under costed, but they are not the most broken thing in the game. Like if anything, the most, the thing that makes Harlequins broken is the minus one to hit on all their vehicles. And you can't reroll to hit against them. It's Mirage Launchers. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not, it's not the prismatic cans or any of that shit. It's no, it's definitely Mirage Launchers. <laughs> yeah. So like the people, people are focusing their anger at the wrong things, in my opinion, for, for stuff being broken. And, and honestly, it doesn't even matter because Tyranids, if, if, if Tyranids come out and, and they get to use, uh, Crusher, maybe the Leviathan supplement. Just this, this is all go play Marvel for a while. So, because <laughs> it is insane. That's uh, and we'll see. I, I'm not sure Crusher is going to be able to be used with that new uh, mid stacks, but we'll no, see. no, I think that will go away. Like, uh, you know, and everybody worried about that uh, Eldari faction that was in the White Dwarf. That thing's pretty much went away too with the books. Yeah, so. weird. <laughs> yeah. it's still good like 
you could still I could I could definitely see running that one because having on demand opsec is insanely strong. Plus a really good like that's the thing about fate dice. There's tons of times where I didn't get a psychic dice or whatever, but having the, like that relic or whatever to be able to adjust a fate dice up or down. Like yeah, the the relic so in my opinion is the best part. I, yeah, I think you have enough opsec manipulation to not be like. I need more. I'm going to play that faction. It's it's the timing but, of the opsec manipulation it, right. that makes that better. Being command yeah. phase is what makes that but, good. But the die thing is really good. Yeah. Well, and they, sure. there's something else there that was good. But yeah, they're not. They're not. I don't think you'll see them that much. You're going to see Halo Doom or Biltan or Uthway. But yeah. Well, good deal, guys. I kind of want to talk about the Eldari Codex, but I think we might save that for another episode on its own. And uh, I'm running out of gas. So Real quick, when uh, Adepticon, the, the previews, they, uh, Imperial Knights and Chaos Knights are the next two codexes. Yep. And it looks like they came out with two brand new knights. One's got this, Chaos Knight's got a big-ass tail. That's kind of cool. Like flails and all everybody, that stuff. Yeah. My buddy Tim is there. They said that, that that knight, which is a regular size, is a psyker. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah the Necromunda yeah. stuff looked dope. Yeah, like when we say stopper guys, mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you out there right now, if you could sense it, there's ten thousand chaos space marine players like gnashing teeth and crying towards the heavens right now because no chaos space marine stuff has been hinted at yet. So yeah, well, like no, they said they anu- they announced it. I think it's what they said. Yeah, according to what Tim said, but he could yeah. be trolling. He could be trolling. <laughs> all he said was chaos space marines. That's all he said. So all he, he said was two wounds. We don't know what it's in reference to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, can't it's be cool, chaos based. Some good looking models, like the Necromunda stuff looks. Yeah, cool, but but like as far as the Necromunda stuff looks really cool. Yeah, I think we will we will see. But it's uh, what is it? What is it right now? End of March. So we yep. got another we got another six weeks to go, ish until the balance status late. Yep, it can't come soon enough. Is it six weeks? Mm-hmm. I, we got it, should, it in early February, so it should be, be early May. May. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I had myself talked into April. Now I'm sad again. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Here's the hoping it can be April, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I guarantee you that no matter what comes, I'm not going to be able to pull them space balls off the shelf. So fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I'm, set, I'm setting my expectations very low because I don't think they're going to do a great job with it, but we'll see. I was surprised by the lack of things addressed in their their you know the two week <laughs> FAQ for the books. Well, well they just buffed, two weeks. They it's not like one month FAQ. Yeah. It was like six week FAQ because that book yeah. came out. Uh, when did that come out? That came out at LVO, mm-hmm. and they just buffed Custodes last week. So six about six weeks after the thing came out, and they they made Custodes even better for some reason. Well, they did a Custodes. They made the Misericordia on on Sagittarium, which, like, it's kind of insane because Sagittarium are like the hands down, far and away best troop choice Mm -hmm. to take now. It's not even a contest. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think Sword and Board still have a place, but on the shelf. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. You you got that much. You got that much shooting on. That, like that's well that with the guy there was a custode player so there was uh two undefeated at at uh holton the other game uh was the other top table game was a custode guy running 15 sagittarium yeah and then uh versus a drukari harlequin soup 
So, and they just they just screwed each other on points real bad. But yeah. I mean, fifteen Sagittarium with Trajan reroll like, and they were emissaries so they can advance and hit on twos, and then reroll yeah. ones and ones. I mean, that's because that's of- what I ran into too with with Robert. He was running emissaries, and I was yeah. they're just advancing, double shooting, and still hitting on twos. Like, good lord. We, well, me and Cookie tested. We were testing emissaries, and I remember the first time we used emissaries with uh, Sagittarium. We're like, "Ooh, this feels real good." But then mm-hmm. we decided to switch those back to Empress Chosen because yeah, it's, just better. it's better. <laughs> yeah, but but if you're running that many Sagittarium, you could definitely make an argument for yeah emissaries. So oh, for sure. I'm waiting right. to see if they're going to do Chaos Space because I don't see shit. Since. What is this? Well, fellas, let's call her there. Scott, thanks for keeping us on track tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. So, uh, final words. Dilly, what you got? Uh, I got Show Me Showdown July 9th and 10th. Uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol on Friday. Uh, and then the uh, 40K tournament Saturday, Sunday. Tickets are up for both events. So you can pick those up. And then also, uh, Mind Games and Magic is doing a... We're trying to do a GT or two-day event uh, on April 20... What are we? 20, 22nd through the 24th. It's going to be at Comic-Con, Kansas City Comic-Con. Uh, your tickets to the GT also get you a three-day pass, so while you're on lunch or break and stuff, you can wander the con. So I think uh, you can search My Game of Magics um, on Facebook, and then you'll eventually find the event somewhere on there, but go support them out. We're trying to get them rocking and rolling as a store that can hold some uh, solid RTTs and GTs. Yeah. Same weekend as spring up. Yes. Yeah, they're like pretty far away though. So, <laughs> Alex, you got anything going on? No, just this event this weekend. And, you happy you to be playing again? Yeah. Yeah. It's not been so bad. We'll see. <laughs> it's always good when your faction's good, man. So well, They're playable. That's for sure. I, I yeah. picked the the lesser of two evils, I think, but uh, it's going to be. Right. Worlds are only a forty-five percent weight. They're not for now. Yeah. For the now, up, not just good. wait. Shut just wait. The, fuck the up. best part about that win rate is it's it's me, Dan, and and Tim and uh, <laughs> Ryan with like the one supporting that forty-five percent win rate. Like, we're yeah. the one boosting it right now. So fuck all y'all. Scott, what else you got, dude? No, it's going to be at Adepticon this weekend, uh, hanging with Tim and talking shit about you guys. So we do it. Yeah, <laughs> Dan. Uh, no. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it, Neely. Happy I got a decent book, man. That's all it is. Yeah, the nipples show how happy you are. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we'll be back next week. Uh, if you have not, go get your tickets to Fly Monkey, www.flymonkeycon.com. Uh, we got some more stuff expanding out. We are going to do a Friday night Marvel Crisis Protocol. And uh, we're also looking at uh, doing a Legion tournament and Sigmar's for sale too, I believe. If you're if you are Sigmar curious and that's the direction you are, yeah, there's still Sigmar tickets for sale. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, thanks for letting us take a little break, and uh, we'll be back hopefully with some some cool news next week, and and maybe the the sky will not be falling. So good episode, guys. And remember, if gaming was easy, it would be your mom. Game over, man. It's game over.